every single human being on planet Earth has these qualities of mind, has them installed. As Neville says, from that which the world was, from the very foundation of, of this human experiment that we're all living right now, we've been given these qualities. And the whole purpose of the Earth School is to raise these qualities to the level of discipleship. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply, in 20 minutes or less. Today, we're continuing with Neville's famous book, Your Faith is Your Fortune, and this is the chapter that is all about the esoteric secret of the 12 disciples. Now, this particular episode is part three of this chapter. So if you missed the first two, I invite you to go back two episodes and start there because we are picking up in the middle of this chapter. Let's go ahead and dive right in. So far in the last few episodes, we have covered disciples one through seven. And now we are going to pick up with the eighth disciple, who is Matthew. Matthew, Neville writes, the eighth disciple is the gift of God. This quality of the mind reveals man's desires as gifts of God. The man who has called this disciple into being knows that every desire of his heart is a gift from heaven and that it contains both the power and the plan of its self-expression. Such a man never questions the manner of its expression or the how, Neville says. We never question the how. He knows that the plan of expression is never revealed to man, for God's ways are past finding out. He fully accepts his desires as gifts already received, and goes his way in peace, confident that they shall appear. The eighth disciple, Matthew, the gift of God. Our desires are gifts of God, and we can fully accept these desires as gifts already received, and go our way in peace, confident that they shall appear. Desires, gifts of God. The ninth disciple, Neville writes, is called James, the son of Alphaeus. This disciple is the quality of discernment. A clear and ordered mind is the voice which calls this disciple into being. This faculty perceives that which is not revealed to the eye of man. This disciple judges not from appearances, for it has the capacity to function in the realm of causes, and so is never misled by appearances. So this is perceptive seeing, and when we have this James son of Alphaeus disciple as a quality of mind and it is disciplined, it allows our mind to become clear and ordered and allows us to perceive that which is not revealed to our eyes, meaning to look through and past and beyond to the higher dimensional source, which gave birth to whatever the appearance is. So we can see causes and not be misled or illusioned by effects. Neville says, clairvoyance is the faculty which is awakened when this quality is developed and disciplined. Not the clairvoyance of the mediumistic seance rooms, but the true clairvoyance or 
clear seeing of the mystic. Clairvoyance means, literally translated, clear seeing. That is, Neville says, this aspect of mind has the capacity to interpret that which is seen. Discernment, or the capacity to diagnose, is the quality of James, the son of Alphaeus. Discernment, or the capacity to diagnose. So this is that quality of mind that allows us to see evidence and identify the state which gave birth to that evidence. And you can see how that ties into all of these other qualities of mind that we've been exploring in these past few episodes of Daily Neville as we've been diving into these disciples and how the disciples are qualities of mind. So this one, James, son of Alphaeus, allows us to see the cause, the clear seeing of the mystic, because the mystic doesn't deal in terms of effects. A mystic deals only in terms of cause. Neville continues, Thaddeus, the tenth disciple, is the disciple of praise, a quality in which the undisciplined man is woefully lacking. When this quality of praise and thanksgiving is awake within man, he walks with the words, thank you, Father, ever on his lips. He knows that his thanks for things not seen opens the windows of heaven and permits gifts beyond his capacity to receive to be poured upon him. The man who is not thankful for the things received is not likely to be the recipient of many gifts from the same source. Until this quality of the mind is disciplined, man will not see the desert blossom as a rose. Praise and thanksgiving are, to the invisible gifts of God, one's desires, what rain and sun are to the unseen seeds in the bosom of the earth. A wise one once said, Gratitude is the state of receiving. Gratitude is the state of receiving. Because when you receive a gift, you're grateful. So if you go to the end of having received that gift, your state is gratitude. And there's actually three disciplines that are incredibly important to this path that we are walking as enlightened mystics. And they're the disciplines of gratitude appreciation, and joy. Disciplines. Sometimes it's easy to be grateful. Sometimes it's easy to be appreciative. And sometimes it's easy to be joyful. And the times when it's not easy to be these things, that's why we call it a discipline. We actually have to discipline ourselves in these practices. They're practices and they're disciplines. There's a practice of joy. There's a practice of appreciation. And there's a practice of gratitude. I invite you to sit with this concept of these being practices and disciplines and will unfold for you a very rich and beautiful life. Because to continue in the practice until it becomes a discipline, this is the way of the master. The 11th quality or disciple is called Simon of Canaan. A good key phrase for this disciple is hearing good news. Simon of Canaan, also meaning Simon from the land of milk and honey, when called the discipleship, is proof that the one who calls this faculty into being 
has become conscious of the abundant life. He can say with the psalmist David, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. This disciplined aspect of the mind is incapable of hearing anything other than good news, and so is well qualified to preach the gospel or good spell. Preaching the gospel is to cast forth spells of good from the land of milk and honey. And this quality of consciousness to be disciplined, called into discipleship, is the ability to hear good news, the abundant life. The twelfth and the last of the disciplined qualities of mind is called Judas. When this quality is awake, Man knows that he must die to that which he is before he can become that which he desires to be. So it is said of this disciple that he committed suicide, which is the mystic's way of telling the initiated that Judas is the disciplined aspect of detachment. The disciplined aspect of detachment. This one knows that his I am or consciousness, is his savior. So he lets all other saviors go. This quality, when disciplined, gives one the strength to let go. Judas is the quality of mind that, when disciplined, gives you the strength to let go, to truly buy that pearl of great price, to let all others go and follow me only. And that is Judas. The courage to do so, the strength to let go. The man who has called Judas into being has learned how to take his attention away from problems or limitations and begin to place it upon that which is the solution or savior. Except you be born again, you cannot in any way enter the kingdom of heaven. No greater love hath man than this, that he give his life for a friend. When man realizes that the quality desired, if realized, would save and befriend him, he willingly gives up his life, meaning his present conception of himself, for his friend. By detaching his consciousness from that which he is conscious of being, and assuming the consciousness of that which he desires to be. Judas, the one whom the world in its ignorance has blackened, will, when man awakes from his undisciplined state, be placed on high. For God is love, and no greater love has a man than this, that he lay down his life for a friend. Until man lets go of that which he is now conscious of being, he will not become that which he desires to be. And Judas is the one who accomplishes this through suicide or detachment. These are the twelve qualities which were given to man in the foundation of the world. Man's duty is to raise them to the level of discipleship or discipline. When this is accomplished, man will say, 
I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. I have glorified thee on earth, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. There's so many things that Neville has to say that are instructive. He teaches us so much. We learn so much from these words. And also this chapter, there's something special about this chapter, because this chapter really illuminates the qualities of mind, which are being called to a purpose. Every single human being on planet Earth has these qualities of mind, has them installed. As Neville says, from that which the world was, from the very foundation of of this human experiment that we're all living right now, we've been given these qualities. And the whole purpose of the Earth School is to raise these qualities to the level of discipleship. That's what we're all here to do. And this metaphor of the 12 disciples, this analogy, this method of teaching, this method of understanding, this method of conveying these truths is truly remarkable because it inspires us to not just proceed willy-nilly into these ideas, but to literally identify the aspects and qualities and characteristics of ourself, which must be disciplined so that we can say with Neville, I have finished the work that my higher self sent me here to do. I've glorified thee on earth. Now return to me the glory that I was before that the world was. That is the completion. That is the graduation. That is the satisfaction of this mission. Powerful and compelling invitation to review the qualities of our own mind in a new light. In the next episode of Daily Neville, we're going to explore one of Neville's most brilliantly illuminated concepts, and it is that of liquid light. Until then, imagine wisely, my friends, and I will see you all in the next.